Hello. Hi. Um, I want to apologize up front for the lack of communication over the past three and a half months. You know, there's no, no excuse. I don't know how I feel about excuses. I, I definitely, I use them a lot and I think that they are relevant, but I also know that, um, you know, I say there's no excuse because I know that I could have, should have, would have liked to put something out, but I just didn't. But, you know, I it's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's not that I don't think about it. Maybe every day, you're constantly on my mind. It's just that I don't have the energy. I don't have the mental fortitude that maybe most do or others do to do everything that they want in life, in a week, in a day. I don't have that. You know, I think I spend so much time in my head having conversations, working through thoughts and just through different scenarios that to actually do it in practice almost seems redundant because I've run through it five different ways already. And I've seen all the different ways it can go, and I've, I don't know, I've, I, like, I've lived it. I don't know if everybody's the same way that way, where, like, I just, I cannot, there's no shutting off. You know, I haven't done a podcast in three and a half months, but in my head, I've done plenty. And not even in the fact that, you know, I've, I've, just gone through the thoughts and had the the inner monologues that I would have on here like I've literally in my head been like okay well what would that look like I'd press record and I would open with this and I would have like I've sat through this conversation this idea of communication I've probably run through five different opening monologues about how this goes coming back, you know, apologizing, having it like I'm apologizing to the listeners, which I am, but also I'm apologizing to people like Nate in my life and Aaron and Daniel and, you know, just all the different people in my life that have been trying to reach out to me and, and see me. And they, they, they put in this effort and I don't have the you know, I don't put the effort in myself. And it's really shitty. You know, I I, I don't want to be alone. I want to have, you know, a best friend. I want to have somebody that I talk to every day and this and that. But, you know, when it comes down to it, when I've got people that are willing to put in more energy than than others, I can't match that. You know, I'm selfish in that sense that it's got to be on my wavelength. And my wavelength is all over the place. And it reminds me a lot of in high school, I skipped math class in grade 11, I think it was. And I'd never really skipped classes before. Never really did a ton of schoolwork, but I had, I always went. And then there was a math class, morning class, first block of the day, and I, I missed it one day. I think I slept in or something. And then I missed it the next day, and then I and then I skipped it once, and it was like it had been a week. Three I had three classes in a week. We went day one, day two. And so I'd missed three classes in a week. 
But now it was harder to go back and show up with no excuse for why I had been gone. That I missed another day. And another day. And now I was at two weeks. I hadn't been there. With no excuse. But now it was like this self-perpetuating thing where I didn't want to go back. Or I was uncomfortable going back because I had no reason for my previous absence. And yet, now I was letting that create an even longer absence and making it a, a whole bigger thing. And I'm, when I've got these friends that are reaching out to me, and in the moment or that day, I don't have the, the energy, the time. I mean, it doesn't take long to say hey or, or to even say, hey, I'm sorry I don't have the energy right now, but I, but I don't do that. But, you know, that would be so much easier. And then I don't do that. And then it's the next day. It's like, ah, I don't want to play the next day. Just be like, oh, hey, yeah. It's like, you know, I've I've seen this. Or I've at least noticed a message or something. And I just haven't taken the, the time out. And that's, again, that's a... Uh, I don't like that about myself. Because I've turned it into, like, this cute thing. Like, I've I'm aware of it. But I haven't addressed it. You know, I've got so many coworkers and friends and acquaintances and people that sort of, you know, they'll, they'll mention it to me like, oh, I haven't heard from him and blah, blah, blah. And then somebody also there will be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's so him. That's what he does. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know me. And it's the exact same thing with this podcast. I, I want to have put out episodes over the last little while. And I want to have came and talked, but I, I put this pressure on myself. And I can't, I can't get over it. But it's, um, yeah, I haven't had the energy. It's been a really bad three and a half months. And the craziest thing is, is that the podcast, doing this has always been something that has helped. And by always, I mean the last 11 months because it's how long I've been doing it for. But like, I've talked about taking stock while I'm here. I sit down and I really think about and analyze how I'm feeling. And, you know, maybe it's part of the issue. Maybe I wouldn't have been in such a dark place the past three months had I been doing this. But, um, yeah, it hasn't been good. A lot of relationships fractured. Mental health deteriorating. Anxiety and depression at not all-time highs, but definitely, you know, as high as it's been since my break a couple of years ago. And I've always thought I was the type of person that didn't get run down. Like I always thought I could go, go, go. And I always have. And up until, again, a couple months ago, I, I would still say that, oh, I don't, I don't burn out. Like I yeah, load up my schedule, do this, do that. Like I'm fine. Because I always do what I need to do. You know, work has been very stressful the past three months with you know, being in the hospitality industry with the pandemic going on, there's a lot of, every day's different. Every day there's a new consideration. And, you know, people always say, oh, don't get worn down. Don't, don't, don't burn yourself out. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I don't get that. You know, I was doing 16 hour days, multiple days a week. You know, 60-hour weeks, 70-hour weeks. And I thought it was fine. I showed up to work. I put in my hours. I did everything I needed to do there. I clocked out and I went home and did my thing. And that's where I'm wrong. Or that's what I wasn't seeing. Is that I was... 
I didn't think I was burnt out. But really what I was doing was the bare minimum of life. It was just getting up, going to work, working, coming home. I didn't have the energy to see friends or talk to friends or have conversations that I needed to have. You know, I put strain on my relationship and I probably put strain on certain friendships and, you know, people have to move on at some point. And that's completely fair. And I always thought that, no, I was just working a lot, but I was completely burnt out from from everything else in life. And I realized that as my mental state started to, to worsen, and I'm like, oh, wait a second, this is, this is burning out. It's not like I'm going crazy. I, th- I thought it would manifest in this weird way where like I just, I had to stop working and I had to take days off and this and that. It's like, no, I, I just became a, a zombie to it. And I never really realized that that's what it means to burn out. You know, the light in my eyes burnt out, the excitement for for anything disappeared. My connections with people evaporated. And with that, I mean, my, my happiness was just hard to find. And it's such a crazy time because everything I do outside of work, you know, the things that my, my me time is generally current events and what's going on in the world and social issues. And it's been a really uh, heavy thing to focus on over the past few months. You know, my last podcast was about the protests and things haven't gotten any better anywhere in the world. I mean, I focus mainly on what's going on here in North America because that's where I'm situated. But the whole entire world, it feels like, is just imploding. Everybody's at odds with each other. You know, I just watched the Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix about uh, social medias and their impact on the world. It's very up to date, and I recommend it to everybody. That That's today's recommendation, is the documentary The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Give it a watch. And maybe that provides some insight into why... The world seems at, at such odds, but I've had this conversation with a couple of people over the past couple of weeks about just how insane everything seems to be and how I don't see any relief from it in any time soon. You know, the United States for so long has been a... I don't know what they've been. I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. But they've been, you know, they've been the face of the world, really, I think, you know. Most people, they get their... And I mean, maybe that's the thing, is America is just entertainment for the world, be it Hollywood, be it its sports, be it its politics. All sorts of reality TV and different shows. I mean, America's the entertainment capital as somebody who lives in a different country i i watch all their sports i watch all their shows i follow their news and politics more than i follow my own it's always been a country that seemed like they were almighty and now it seems like we are you know, a month and a half away from from a civil war from it collapsing in on itself but then you look at 
Brazil and you look at so many other places in the world, you look at France and it's, I mean, nowhere is really safe. Sweden, Sweden's one of those countries that you just assume everything's all right, but the world's not in a good place. And I think that, you know, on top of being burnt out, I carry these worldly issues on me heavy. I think about them all day again, saying I've recorded podcasts over the past couple of months. I've, I've, I've talked about them in this type of way in my head in great detail over and over and over and over. And I, you know, there's no, I can't even enjoy sports. I think, I think I used to be able to sit down and shut off and just enjoy a, a game, but I don't know how to shut off anymore. That might even tie into to the social dilemma when you watch it, but I just, my anxiety never leaves, and I think that's the case when you deal with anxiety, but it, it's so deep in me that I don't, my one wish is to relax. I used to go camping and I used to be able to relax and I haven't gone camping in two years, two full years. It's the longest I've ever gone since I can remember things, like since five years old. And it's because part of me's worried that I'll go, that I'll be out there, that I'll be in the middle of nowhere, be in this place that used to be my happy place and I'll just spend it anxious. You know, and I used to use weed to relax me. And now that gives me such anxiety. And more recently, you know, over the past year, I've gone to a float tank a couple of times. And I absolutely love it because, I mean, I, I just, I've slept each time. At least half of the time away, I've probably just slept. I don't even necessarily think, but it's, lights off it's sound off it's hell it's body off and you know after doing that for half an hour 45 minutes and and fighting my thoughts off for that time eventually i can shut them out and i can just sleep i can just turn off and i need to find a way to to do that daily you know, I can't go to sleep without sound on. I've been, the only way, I've been able to do it a, a couple times um, over the last month, which has been great, but it's by being so exhausted that I, I literally can't keep my eyes open. I'm usually on my phone trying to catch up on, on, on the baseball games that I, I haven't checked the scores of or What's Kanye tweeting about today, you know? And then I just end up passing out, trying to see how my stocks are doing. And it's tough because I do think I'm quite the optimist. Maybe a realist at times, but if I'm gonna default, I'll I'll default to to being optimistic about things. But I don't know. It seems like the things to worry about are just accelerating as I get older, and that's I'm sure, and that is true for all of us. You know, that's what. Being a kid and being carefree and not having responsibilities is all about, but now it's like there's so many different relationships to nurture and put effort and put time into, and it's like I seriously don't even have time to to put into myself, yet I can't just ditch all these people. 
So I have to make an effort, but then when I'm in this situation, it's a minimal effort. And then I just, I'm not even putting the, the foot or the face or, or myself forward in the way that I want to. And that's, why would people appreciate that? How do I change that? You know, I had this thought a few weeks ago that what if I'm not as self-aware as I think I am? Because I like to think that I'm extremely self-aware. I like to think that I'm intelligent and I look at things from all angles and I know who I am even in other people's eyes. But would I know if I wasn't self-aware? Do the least self-aware people think that they are? Probably. Right? To know you're not self-aware and not act on it would probably be classified as some sort of mental illness which would mean that everybody for the most part sane people normal people think they're self-aware without knowing whether they are or aren't And it's tough because, you know, I've got one friend, long-time friend, great friend. That was very uh, Donald Trump right there. The best friends. Um, and he's so high energy. And he's so high positivity. And it's beautiful. I love him for it. But it's a lot. And... A lot of the things that he gets excited about and passionate about, unfortunately, to me, are not as meaningful or they lack the depth of me reciprocating that energy. And so I don't talk to him as often as I should. And he reaches out all the time and he would never hold a grudge. You know, it's not that I don't want to see him. It's not that I don't want to talk with him and be around him. It's just that I don't want to be fake. You know, I don't want to show up and put on a face. Like, I want to be me when I'm with whoever I'm with. And, you know, I can match his energy at time. I can do that when I have the energy. When I have that motivation, when I've got that pep in my step, you know, that zip in my hip, but I haven't had that in a while. And again, it's my, my, my relationships with people that suffer because, you know, there's not many people that know me for, for me that I can be comfortable <laughs> not to... Uh, not faking it a bit for them. Anyway. I'm back. For an episode at least. In case you're wondering. You got to this point you don't know what you're listening to. This is Dylan with Life. I used to think if I couldn't find hope, I should just let it all go. I used to think if I couldn't make dreams come true, I should just let them all go. When life seems
can you call it intro music? If it's in like the dead middle of a podcast or a a show? Or is it just music? Theme music, I guess. If anybody out there writes music or makes music, has any interest in tickling the ivories or plucking the strings and coming up with a jingle that they would want me to use, please do it. Send it to me. Be so happy to uh, engage and uh, use something that uh, somebody else is, somebody that I know, somebody that I have a, a direct interaction with has created. I'm back today because I was feeling really good before this. Not that I'm not feeling good now, much more introspective and and mellowed, but for the first time in a long time, I was feeling good. I was feeling up for it. I felt like I had the energy. I felt like I had the inner peace not necessarily inner strength but but something in me i was gonna get a kitten recently i still want it but my mom got it and my mom is going through some shit right now and she won't meet up with me to give me my kitten and it's like at what point is it no longer worth it if i miss out on its kittenhood Like, I should get it at eight weeks, and it's now, like, 14 weeks old. I mean, go adopt cats, adult cats, and dogs from the SPCA. Don't let them die, but, you know, for me right now, I want a kitten. I want to experience that. Hopefully it'll calm my cat down. That would have been helpful, I think, for me recently, is to have a kitten, something to play with. But as I was saying, I've been feeling good today. And a lot has happened since, you know, the last time that we've talked. That I've talked and you've listened. Um, I was going to quit my job. Because I did not feel that I was being appreciated as much as I should. I was definitely doing way more work than I was being paid for. So I... Threw my resume together one night and sent it off and got an interview the next day and now I'm working two jobs. But it's funny, now I'm working two jobs. I haven't changed my hours up. I'm still full-time at one. I've added in a second job and yet somehow that's given me more energy. You know, I just before this finished my fourth shift. Wednesday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday finished my fourth shift there and it's it's energized me maybe it's the fact that it's something new or just that yeah i'm not sure what it is it's definitely you know going from a a, a head chef a management role and then picking up a job with much less responsibility i'm just uh a line cook there. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to act any certain way. I just go in, I clock in, do what I want as far as like have fun if I want, not work up to my my 100% speed. I mean, I'm not somebody to to slack off at all and but I know that uh, I don't have to worry about everything. You know, I don't have to worry about who's at the door, the questions that they have. I don't have to worry about everything going on in the building. And that's really calming. And it's so strange because I want to be in management and I enjoy being in management. But it's not healthy to, to constantly be in that mindset. And so I'm getting some real perspective on that as far as what a little balance in life can can do. 
Yeah. It's given me a lot of perspective. This whole little situation that I've gone through where I thought for sure I was giving my notice at one job and moving on. And obviously that comes with its own uh, thinking, overthinking, analyzed, looking at it every single way. You know, even with that, I mean, it became apparent just my communication incompetence. And again, with the self-aware thing, like I always thought that that was something to be proud of in a way, or not necessarily be proud of, but I was, you know, aware of it, but not bothered by it because I like you know, being the closed book. Girlfriends of present and past have always said that it's it's hard to read me, and I always sort of get a coy smile, or I get some sick positive reinforcement out of that because I, I know that I am emotional and that I can wear my heart on my sleeve a lot of the times and a lot of the the things that I do, you know, hockey or 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 work or things that I'm passionate about like I'm I'm emotional for better or for worse um but in uh, a lot of my relationships I'm more disconnected that can't be easy for people and I don't know why I hold on so tightly to that I mean, I'm sure I know why it's some sort of psychology to do with not talking to anybody as a child. I've probably talked more on this podcast in 17 episodes, whatever it is. Probably had more meaningful conversations than I ever had with my my parents. You know, my dad wasn't around, it was just my mom, and she worked, came home, smoked weed, watched TV every single day. We never talked about how we were feeling or what was going on at school or what was going on with friends or what was going on anywhere, what was going on at hockey or anything, or just growing up and aging and you know, so everything I dealt with, I dealt with in my head. And now in the more intense relationship situations come up, I revert back to dealing with it on my own. And I think that's why I enjoy this medium so well of doing a a podcast to this point without guests. Like I will... Uh, as long as I do this and as much as I'd like to have guests and I will at some point, I will always continue, hopefully much more frequently than three and a half months to do these solo episodes because it gives me a chance to take stock. And you should take stock. I hope that everybody that listens to this takes stock. hope that this is what it helps them do. Wherever you are right now, take stock whether you're making breakfast or you're in transit or traffic somewhere or you're curled up in a ball in the shower put some concentrated effort into assessing your current mental and emotional state You know, is it better or worse than the last time you took stock? Is it similar? Different? Are you enjoying it? Is there a catalyst you can recognize and continue to push forward or change? And feel, feel whatever it is. If it's sadness or depression, depressive feelings let those take over for a few minutes 
You know, I spend so much of my days fighting them off. And for me, I can always find find the relief in a shower. You know, once a week, I... Maybe not once a week, once every two weeks, probably. During one of my showers, I'll just end up just lying down in there in a ball and just let that water just rain down on me and I will just feel it feel the the depth of the uh the emotions that I'm fighting off subconsciously like I don't even realize that it's always going on but it's always there and it's in those moments where I just like you know <laughs> I don't crawl into balls often and maybe I should just like crawling into a ball and letting it out or letting letting it flow and this is just what life is if you're doing better than you were before especially if you maybe didn't recognize how much things have improved in the last little bit feel that and enjoy it smile it's silly uh, but i'm sure you've heard it like just just smiling just forcing yourself to smile just to put on a smile it helps seriously physically just smile to yourself right now as goofy as you you feel you'll look just pull those cheeks up hold it for a bit because you're all you got you are all you got in this life Everything else comes and goes at some point. And everything can come and go or can be ran away from. But yourself, you're kind of stuck with you. So make sure you can smile by yourself. I got told some exciting news. This week, that made me tear up, which was interesting. I did not expect, I mean, I didn't expect the news. I also didn't expect that reaction, but it's a fun period of life that I'm entering here. You know, uh, just a couple years from 30. The people in my life, the people around me, friends, acquaintances, co-workers. Exciting life things will be happening and ramping up from here on out. You know, before it was getting through school and graduating and getting a job and starting a career and blah, 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 blah. But now it's like life things, getting married, buying a house, getting pregnant, having a kid. Moving in with that significant other, you know, a, a city over or something. I'm really looking forward to, to that part of life. And hopefully I can figure my shit out and nurture some relationships so that I can actually experience some of those. But it's weird. I thought that, uh, you know, it's a secret as of now. And I thought that I would be... Thought that I would tell somebody. And I, I guess I got to tell, I, I have told people that I'm allowed to tell that uh, are very removed from the situation, but there's a couple of people that I talk to frequently that, that aren't removed from the situation, and I figured that I would want to tell them, but it's not even there. That, that urge, it's like, I don't even know what to think about uh, about that fact just happy for for them and for what's happening and boppity boopity 
I don't want this podcast to be so depressing. And I don't think that it, or I'd like to hope that it's not. Like, I'd like to hope that it's more of a, an uplifting, uh, help you get through. Uh, maybe it's, you know, it's some time to feel it, to feel those emotions, and then come out of it after and move on. And you spent the time in it, acknowledging it, and then you can move on after. But it definitely... And maybe that's a problem of myself. You know, I know that I am a quieter, darker, probably, person. I'm sitting in the living room with no lights on right now. No socks on, either. I don't think that I've ever recorded a podcast with socks on. And I feel like I'm probably in the minority there. I feel like most podcasters have done an episode while wearing socks and I have not but to that it's probably about the tone that I set if I were to get some flashing neon lights and have it bright as hell in here and then maybe my energy would be higher but I just don't think that's how I recharge and I think that's what's tough especially in my maybe my current relationship right now, is that the way that I recharge is with by myself, really. It's quiet, it's dark, it's gloomy, it's depressing. But I need to feel some of that. That's why my music is probably depressing ballads then. Just fun stuff, high-energy stuff. That's what really drains me. But... Uh, what I wanted to say is that, I guess, what was I trying to say? I don't know, this whole episode has been probably focused. Communication is one, and uh, the world, the current state of the world, I feel, has never been in such flux the way that it has this year. I can't help but feel that more and more social media just feels like propaganda for whomever. But in some way or another, none of it feels real. You know, I don't go on Facebook. I don't have an Instagram that I that I use. I don't have Snapchat. I have a Twitter, but I'm not on there often, but I have a Reddit and I think that Reddit, you know, I see things from all of them. So it's like, I'm, it's like I'm on all of them, but Facebook, I I know like a part of the reason I got off it is it's very targeted. Whereas the two that I've stuck with through everything, Reddit and, and, and to a lesser degree, Twitter think I've stayed with them because they didn't feel that way. It felt like it was just people. It was just people and their thoughts. At least on Twitter, it was people that I knew and their thoughts. And on Reddit, it was people that I didn't know, but anonymous people. So it wasn't like anybody was pushing some sort of agenda or anything. But now I feel like both of them, Reddit especially, which has done an incredible flip from a couple of years ago to now, it's just a bunch of, hey, think this. Or, hey, this is what you should believe. Hey, hear something about a thing, but aren't sure what happened? Here's what happened and how to feel about it. I feel like all thinking is being taken away or in the very least attacked. It feels like you've got to fall in line somewhere. And if you start to fall out of line, you're no longer welcome on that team. Because the team has one direction and they're moving forward with or without you. And it's all just a bunch of echo chambers now. And it's really, I think, ruining creative thought and general understanding between people with with different views or ideas it's impossible to 
to converse in a normal, healthy way. Like even, even to just want to converse seriously comes across as sarcastic or demeaning. And, and, and if you are open to that, then you're, you know, you're, you're talking with the enemy and it's wrong and it's bad. And you should just understand that they're wrong and they don't deserve the light of day or the time of day. It's like we're living in a world with multiple realities and everyone is cut into these slightly or wildly different overlapping universes. And I guess our lives really just is our own reality. Coexisting among others and to look at it from above or from an outside perspective it's just a bunch of timelines squiggling around sometimes connecting with each other either either along the same or similar path or or just as a crossing and you know i think that i always thought of or believed that life was all of us on one timeline, on one path, with one set of rules and information and ideas out there. And sure, with on that path that we're all moving together forward, there's people on one side of the path and the other, and they disagree, but we're all still moving forward in the same way. Whereas now I feel like there's no path it's there's just seven point whatever billion paths all bouncing around like a fly at a light and none of them line up with each other and the ones that do just turn into the snowball and it you, you get caught up in it and you weren't even in charge of your own thoughts anymore at that time. You're just a part of those snowball's thoughts and the snowball's going in one direction. Now you're going in that direction. And it's, you know, even if you get uncomfortable there, it's it's more comfortable to s- just stay a part of what you know than to jump off and go on your own and try to think freely and come up with your own ideas. And it's so, I don't even know what it is. It's scary. It's terrifying. But I mean, the the hope that I have is that that's just what it seems like on these social medias. Because the people that I talk to, they feel the same way. They, 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 they see the insanity that is, I guess, our perceived social structure. But... Uh, Again, the social dilemma, this ties in probably there where, I mean, none of us are seeing anything real. We're all just being targeted by supercomputers and really AI that know what will keep us going. And if if we stop reading or watching or spending time on a specific thing, it'll try to find a way to get us to spend time on it by showing us more of it or showing us a little bit deeper, a little bit further down that way or a little bit similar. And once it finds something you like, that's all it's going to feed you and you're just going to move down this path just thinking that everything's exactly what you want it to be because that's all you get fed. And I mean, that plays into me worrying that I'm not as self-aware as I think I am. Maybe I'm just... Being fed the thoughts and ideas that I want to, and that's uh, this faux, woke personality that I think I have. Um, we've got a little moth apocalypse on our hands over here. Just gonna change it up. Uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, North America, Earth. Um, Milky Way. Universe. 
but uh, moths, moths have invaded the city like I've never seen before. And it was going on for a few days. I had a bunch in my house and the cat was chasing them all on the patio. And I would leave and the lobby of my apartment would be have like 20 something moths in it. I was like, oh, that's strange. And then one day I decided to ask people. I sent messages into a couple of my, my chats and to some people. I was like, have you noticed an, an uptick in moths recently? And everybody replied back like, yeah. Fuck's up with that. Which is just an interesting thing where it's so pedestrian. I don't know if pedestrian is the right word at all. By pedestrian, I mean like uh, unimportant. Like uh, just so uh, moot. Just doesn't really, it doesn't affect anything. It's not like, it's not like we have to care that there's more moths. It's not affecting our everyday so often. But uh, it's such a an interesting thing where it's so small and insignificant, but yet it's so um, just uh, just real, just in your face, just all over. Like it's everywhere. You you couldn't escape it. Everybody was dealing with it, but nobody was really talking about it because it didn't really matter. But uh, cool little thing to go through. We're still do, going through it now. It's been weeks. Now they're just dying everywhere. And then we've got the smoke. We've got the smoke from these fires in the States. We've been bouncing around Vancouver for the, the worst air quality on the entire planet. There's been advisories not to do any exercise outside, to... Stay inside when you can. Close your windows. Close your doors because the air is toxic, which is fun, something. Makes more people wear a mask, I'm sure, which is good because we're dealing with a an uptick in COVID cases right now. So COVID's on the way up. Mothpocalypse. Worst air in the world. People are choking and dying. And... I might have joked about this a couple episodes ago about how if ever there was a year that we would have the the big one, the big earthquake that we were expecting, 2020 would be the year. And I was just reading today that Vancouver Island has experienced something like 1,300 tiny tremors. Nothing that anybody feels, but like they're, they're, they're registering them. And they don't know yet if it's part of like a bigger slip that's going to come, which would be that the, that earthquake, that big one, or a big one, or an earthquake at least. But man, this year doesn't stop. And I've got this, it might be my fault. I mean, first off, my life is the only life that's real. You listening to this. I don't know if anybody's listening to this. But if you're listening to this, you should probably know that your life is the, the only life that's real. I'm not real. I'm just a, a character in your life that's providing some content for you to take in while, while you go through this whole thing and you know, things that happen are really only happening to, to you. And the things you hear about are just to, to again, add levels to the, the reality that you think you're perceiving. But in my case, I've made some requests of... for the lack of a better term, will use God in my life. I'm not religious, but I'm uh, aware of my own insignificance 
and I do believe that there's more at work than than just me. For me, I think it manifests itself when I'm in when I'm in nature. Um, so if I've ever or when I've ever asked for something, I make sure that I'm able to look at uh, a tree, generally something a big piece of nature. Um, but I've done it a couple times, and really every single time I've done it, without fail, there's been uh, something I can point to where I'm like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's it, right? That's what I was asking for. And I try not to overdo it. I'm not asking to win the lottery. And I mean, that's obviously part of it is I'm not asking for crazy things. And it's like astrologists, psychics, vague ideas, vague this and that, where you can uh, make the attributes yourself and be like, oh, yeah. They say I'd win the lottery and I found a quarter on the ground. And it's like winning the lottery because I won't. But still, what I'm getting to is that one of the last things that I wished for or that I asked was was that my life was a little more movie-like. You know, I felt it was too mundane. I felt it was boring. I felt it was going through the motions. And I just wanted some of that, uh, I don't know, unpredictability and excitement and, and crazy things. And now I'm sitting here like, fuck, will it ever stop? You know, one of the last times I asked for something like this, I, w I asked to, I asked to feel high all the time because I was, I was in these bouts of not great mental spaces. And, and when I would smoke weed, I would feel that relieved and I didn't want to be smoking weed because I think that it uh, definitely dumbs me down a little bit. It's not healthy for you. It's just not something that I want to be doing very often. But it, the feeling was was better than than without it. And so I made that ask. Like, I just want to feel this way all the time. And then it was almost immediately that I got hit with my anxiety. And that anxiety was very similar to the feeling of being high, where like, it just seems like there's a little bit more going on. I'm a little paranoid, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wow, I really fucked that one up. I got to be more direct with my requests next time. But so I should have said, I want to experience the good things in movies, not the fucking pandemic, mothpocalypse, toxic air. Civil war. Genocide. In China. Myanmar. Social dilemma. I didn't even know that Myanmar was having a, a pretty ridiculous Muslim genocide as well. Anyway. What do you call a bee that can't make up its mind? A maybe... I don't know if I really have much more. I think I'm just happy to have have something. And I've got to thank a person named Max. Which is a good name. Maximus. Maximilian. Maxwell. But he's a a friend. He's a friend that I, I definitely don't see very often. We've never been uh, messaging each other. He's a friend of... He's a brother of two of my closest friends. And only ever, ever have good conversations, good uh, interactions with him. Very positive, very intelligent person, very well-spoken. Can, can control a conversation in a room quite well. Enviable. And I saw him a couple days ago, and he mentioned, are you going to do another podcast? And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, yeah, I will, I will. So I'm like, trust me, 
much as it's on your mind, it's on my mind more. He pulled out the phone and he showed me. So I, I'm subscribed. In between hardcore history and fuck, something else, something else decent. And I only say this now because I don't think that, without saying it, the impact that that had would be uh, expressed. Because I don't think I would express it to him because he's also moving to London. Or at least England, which is just London to me. Um, but he's moving to England for school. Tomorrow. Today. Last week, last month, whenever you listen to this. Yeah, it's such a simple thing, maybe, for him to just say, Hey, when are you doing this? I subscribe, I listen, it's a thing I enjoy. And then move on with his life. Whereas for me, that's... That's huge. It's the type of reinforcement that I'm sure everybody wants, but most people don't get. And I don't think that most people can even give that as often. You know, it's something I've tried to do over the last while is just positive reinforcement. Like, what's the point in being negative? What's the point in pointing out people's faults or or things that they do wrong. Why Why make people feel bad? What the hell's the point? Most people aren't in the position to be doing that and, and helping somebody or, or make them better. And, and even if they are, they aren't trained in the way to do it properly. Because they haven't done it very much in their life or very often. And it doesn't help. It just hurts. It just makes people feel worse. But when you do it the opposite with positive things, it's so easy. You don't even have to, you don't have to know how to do it. You don't have to be well-versed in it. You just have to make the comment and, and that helps. That goes a long way. But I think it also takes a certain level of, uh, I don't know if self-confidence is the word, but definitely comfortability with self. Max, if you're listening, I think that you have that in spades, and I appreciate that you're able to support people, make people feel good, be a, just in general a positive president. Presidents should be a president, um, but a positive presence. And I hope that uh, you have fun across the pond over there. Hope that you learn more and experience more and grow more in these uh, coming couple of years than you have in the last, uh, say, decade of uh, doing similar things over here. Because I think that's really the uh, the opportunity that you have. So, proud of you. Proud of anybody that's still around to listen to this. Just in life, it's not. Uh, it's not easy. I think these are unprecedented times. Mentally, adjusting to a technological world that is advancing way faster than we could ever evolve to advance with. You know, I think so much more can happen in a shorter period of time on a worldly scale now than before, when information can be so freely exchanged and people from all over can communicate in different ways and I think we all just gotta sit down and smile at some point so this is me smiling I hope you can hear it in my voice but I'm smiling feeling better today than I was yesterday and better this week than, than the last few months for sure. And that feels really good. And I hope that wherever you're at, you're feeling really good. If not, that you can move forward after this with some positivity. With a smile on your face. Whether uh, you want to or not. I hope you wear it just for a minute now. 
And enjoy being here. Enjoy the craziness. Embrace it. Talk to you soon.